Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard and welcome to episode three, season two of the One Giant Mind podcast. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking to a young lady by the name of Rachel, who posed a very interesting question about a phenomenon that I'm observing becoming increasingly more common, the experience of feeling on top of it psychologically, as in feeling clear and capable of meeting challenges and demands, but the body being overwhelmed, feeling depleted and difficult to rejuvenate. An odd conundrum of disconnection between mind and body. And in this episode, we have a, an in-depth, nuanced conversation about what might be causing this and a powerful way that we can regain connection again between mind and body. Enjoy. Okay, so my name is Rachel. Um, I'm from Melbourne. I'm a university student, um, but I also have a business involved in like the wellness industry as well. Um, and my question or just, I have some confusion at the moment as to like the concept of enlightenment or even just like the wellness, like this space just being so much about being more like, I guess, calm or feeling an emotion and being able to almost like rationalize out of it. I guess like the best way to explain it is through an example. So for example, I've been meditating for close to six years now. um, And over the time, I've seen a lot of changes in terms of when I feel an emotion, I can pretty accurately identify it and be like, oh, I'm feeling stressed. And then just kind of fall back on it's okay like you know you're doing exactly as you're meant to be doing so I'm almost like rationalizing what that emotion is and instantly I feel a lot calmer and I kind of just push it to the side almost or it doesn't feel like I'm actually pushing it to the side it just kind of goes away um but recently over the past few months um every time I'd go get acupuncture done my acupuncturist would would be like, are you okay? And I, in my mind, I'm feeling like super calm, really chill, but my body was saying something completely different. Um, and I had, I've had a, quite a lot of health issues over the past few months. And actually just at the beginning of the week, when I was speaking to my psychologist, she was actually saying um, the fact that you're not allowing yourself to feel your emotion, that emotion is just like a reflexive, something reflexive, you can't control it. But by you just um, almost just defaulting into, oh, it's okay, everything's going to be okay and pushing it away, that emotion or that anxiety, it's manifesting as anxiety, which is is causing myself to have a lot of health issues in my body. So there's almost like there's a disconnection from my mind and my body. And so I'm just, yeah, wanting you to kind of speak to that a little bit more. Yeah, sure. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Yeah. Yeah. So when these feelings come up that you are able to interact with in the way that you do that cause them to dissolve in some way, do you feel like you are spending time with them initially to feel them and to detect what's happening? Or do you feel like the uh, initial response of everything's fine, I'm doing fine, is more of a, a reaction now to when emotions come up and because you have that that space inside your awareness to kind of move back from it a little bit and just let it subside, let it do its thing and subside, 
do you find that 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 default as you as it was described as is giving um, time and attention and awareness to the experience of the of the feelings that you're that you're having I am be, well I was told by my psychologist that I'm clearly not well, Never I'm mind not. what they said. <laughs> not what, sitting what, what's with your, it. What's your? What, uh, 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 well, I'm only interested in what your mm. experience is. So what? What? What is your experience when the feelings come up? Are you? Are you? And if if only for a moment, are you going okay? Yeah, I'm feeling this, and and it's a is it a genuine acceptance and resolve? Like it's okay. It's okay to be feeling this. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like. I feel it and then it'll be like, oh, okay, you know, I'm feeling stressed. And then it will immediately go into like, but it's going to be okay. Like, it's all good. Like, you know, it could always be worse and doing that kind of, and purely just doing that, it kind of just, just move, okay, just move on. If that makes sense. Yeah. And do you feel an alleviation of the sensations in that process? Yes, I do. But some like sometimes it will it won't even like I won't even feel something. It will just be like a tightening in my heart, mm-hmm. where it's like I don't actually um, say I'm just like going about my day, and then I'll just feel like a tightening when I do a certain activity, and I'll be like, oh, that's a bit weird, strange, and then just like keep going yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i don't even know if that really answered your question no but no, no but it's okay because i've got i've got more okay um <laughs> uh would you characterize your how would you characterize your your experience for example would you say that you are suffering some of the time a lot of the time not much of the time um do you feel confident in your uh, that your efforts are contributing to, you know, true growth mm-hmm. and expansion and awareness? Yes, yeah, so, like I, I really, I do. Like I feel like I'm not, I don't suffer often, but I think part of the reason that I don't is because I'm like, I have quite a, like a really strong faith in like that everything's kind of, I'm on the path that I'm meant to be on. But it's almost like that, the fact that I'm not, therefore, like allowing myself to feel those more negative emotions that's causing even, because I can always kind of like not rationalize myself out of it, but I, it, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. But I understand exactly okay. <laughs> what you're saying, yeah. And so how old are you? Do you mind me asking? I'm 23. Okay. So you're at a really wonderful age to be doing this stuff, by the way, and the fact that you're so intimately versed in your own internal dynamics is very encouraging and there is no problem here and um if there is any suppressing going on um because of the nature of everything else that you're doing at some point if there is some suppressing it will come to the surface naturally because of everything that you're already doing you you can't keep the the dam gates of your unresolved past closed for too long you know if you're meditating every day and you're spending time with yourself reflecting on how you're feeling and what you're doing and living consciously and deliberately in accordance with how you want to live 
it's impossible for the past to stay unresolved in you. It will come out. And all that's required for you is to, and it sounds like you already are, to be, to continue be attentive to any of the changes that are taking place and listen less with your mind and more just with your feelings. And at any point where you feel like whatever is passing through you is a little sticky or a little intense, just to give yourself some time to breathe through it. Because the resolution of the past isn't an intellectual pursuit. It's actually, it belongs to the domain of the heart, really. At the end of the day, true resolution comes for when we can let go emotionally and be okay with the discomfort, sit in that discomfort, breathe through the discomfort, and just, ah. We know what it's like when we have a good cry, right? You know, prior to crying, you're like, ah, everything's really crap. (laughs) And then you cry, and then at the end, you just, the mind just falls quiet, and there's resolution on the level of thinking, because emotionally there's some resolution. And so perhaps there is a concern on your psychologist's part that there is some suppression taking place that's having a physiological effect on you. Um, And uh, my sense is that what you're doing now is really wonderful work and continue doing what you're doing. It sounds like you're very honest with yourself. The fact that you're even inquiring about this, the fact that you're even sitting on the couch now asking me this question suggests that there is a very healthy, honest inquirer in there you know, holding yourself accountable to the truth. And that is only going to evolve and grow over time. That voice is going to become louder. It's going to be, become more sophisticated in the questioning. Your sense organs, your, your perception of sense, is going to become increasingly more refined and subtle to detect l- different layers of what's taking place inside of you. And invariably, it will reveal to you deeper things that may well be suppressed. But they are being suppressed for good reason. The immune, the immune system and the mind are very, very intelligent. We suppress things for good reason. And it's generally because the mind and the body don't feel safe at, at that particular point in time to experience it. And so we, we need to, to some extent, trust the body, trust the mind. And if we're moving in the direction of wholesome activity that is about nurturing our well-being, then all the stuff is going to come up. We don't need to go looking for trouble. You don't need to go rummaging through the trash. You know, just operate business as usual, be present, keep functioning the way that you are. If there's some things happening in the body, it's the body just correcting itself. As a meditator, I say there's no such thing as a stress reaction only a stress release. And sometimes stress releases look like stress reactions. Sometimes the process of healing looks like some kind of problem, physiologically. And what we have to understand is that that's not actually the case. There's no real problem here. This will come to pass as the nervous system settles down. And you you sound like you're doing a really wonderful job. And just looking at you, there's no problem here. <laughs> there really isn't. I guess, can you just speak a bit more to 
So one thing which um, I get acupuncture done quite regularly, and I, I, I do feel like there is a divorce between my mental state and my mind and my body, and that's been really useful to kind of bring them back together. Yes. But I still, it's still quite like surprising or even shocking when, as I said, like I'll, I'll feel completely fine but then my body is just like completely overworked, so run down, so stressed, adrenals fried. Like mm-hmm. it's just strange that mentally I feel like fine and chill mm. and like everything's yeah good. So yeah. yeah, can you speak a bit more to that? Yeah, the the body lags, the mind can evolve so rapidly, but the body, you know, it's hardwired to its you know, it's evolutionary process. And we know at least in the last 12,000 years since we've moved from hunter and gatherer to agricultural living, basically the, the big shift away from how we biologically evolved, there hasn't been much evolution in our physiology at all. And yet the mind has this remarkable ability to adapt to, I mean, think about the progress in the last 100 years. Think about the progress in the last five years how much we've had to adapt to in terms of the way in which internet technology and globalization has influenced the way that we live, the way we process information, the way that we interact, the way that we consume, the way that we sell, the way that we um, exploit resources. You know, the way that we live in the last five years looks so different from the way that we were living 10 years ago, let alone 20 years ago, let alone 50 years ago. The, The amount of change that our minds can keep up with is extraordinary. And what we need to accept is that our bodies cannot keep up. And this is a great, the great challenge that humanity faces now, is that you know, our minds are these supercomputers, but we are, we are carrying around the bodies of hunters and gatherers. We, we, we can't deal with the rate of change that the mind can fascinating thing for a species to experience isn't it it's like wow how do we reconcile that and it's up to each of us individually to contribute to the experiment to contribute to you know showing up in the laboratory of your consciousness every day and experimenting and testing and seeing something seeing what works and what doesn't if you find something that works then share it Go try this. This works for me. This is really good. Meditation is one such thing that had such a big impact in my life that I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to just make this my whole thing for a while because it's so bloody good <laughs> and it has such a remarkable impact in, in bridging the, the gross, the, the disparity between the experience of the mind and the experience of the body. So, yes, it is confrontational that while we can feel so on top of it psychologically and even emotionally at times, that the body is really, really struggling. And, you know, uh, welcome to the great challenge of this century. And we need to come up with solutions fast. And it's not just about what we eat and, you know, what we do. It's how we commune, how we are with each other, the environments that we I- I- inhabit, the nature of those environments, 
and how much it supports our biological predisposition to belonging. Belonging is probably one of the biggest components of the bridging of this, this healing that we're talking about, spending time with each other, communing in a way that reinforces the, the truth of who we are, our shared values as humans, and nourishes the connection between our mind, our body, and our relationship to everything. And so, you know, I'm excited to see <laughs> what happens with you and what you come up with. Because I don't believe that there's any one absolute formula. You know, it's a, it's a creative, intuitive process relative to where you're at and the condition of your nervous system, your conditioning, and your awakening. And what I love about this whole process is that every person that you interact with has a slightly different perspective on it. And you learn something from them. You go, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I might take a little bit of that and try that. And it's not a set and forget formulaic process. It's a, a moment to moment, you know, both hands on the wheel, paying very close attention to the, the time and space that you are moving through being sensitive and aware to how it is impacting you and how you are impacting it. And so this, this is all just more, more layers um, and chapters of your story. And perhaps this conversation is going to trigger, you know, a greater attentiveness to the phenomenon of the, your mind and body feeling somewhat disconnected or operating in different realms of growth and progress ultimately consciousness is primary your self-awareness is primary to your body and so your consciousness is like the elder sibling or the mother if you like and needs to take care of the body look at it like that and don't exploit the body like it's some infinite resource because as you know <laughs> you can wear it out pretty quickly. Uh, we, we need to really take care of our bodies. We really need to nurture our, our vitality. Otherwise, the mind doesn't work as optimally as, as it needs to. And the reality is that mind and body are actually inextricably connected and they need each other in order to, to experience what we desire, which is that connection, that happiness vitality, fulfillment. Special thanks to our show producer, Daniel Tucker, aka Spiritual Trady, Sky Tipler from MKT Communications for the use of their beautiful space, Ali Lieberman for this gorgeous music you're hearing, and all the One Giant Mind team. If you're uh, interested in learning to meditate and you don't have a practice yet, one Giant Mind supports you in two specific ways. You can download the free One Giant Mind Learn to Meditate app, which will take you through a beautiful 12-step process of learning a powerful technique. The alternative is to go onto the website, onegiantmind.com, and check out our teacher directory. We have teachers from all around the world offering courses on a weekly basis, both online and in person. So if you can't find a teacher in your local area, you're certainly going to find one who's going to be able to teach you in a course they'll be running online. And finally, if you are a passionate meditator 
and you feel a calling to do something powerful in the world, we are calling for you to join us in our meditation teacher family to bring meditation to the world by participating in the One Giant Mind Meditation Teacher Training Program. In 12 weeks, we will empower you to be able to successfully teach anybody how to practice meditation and make it a daily habit. All that information can be found at onegiantmind.com.